0: I remember talking to a parent once who said it's very interesting how as a parent I have never had to teach my children how to be rude they learn that on their own I've never had to teach them you know how to belch at the table they kind of they pick that one up themselves I have to teach them to be polite I've never had to teach them to cheat uh, They kind of pick that up on their own I have to teach them to be honest I never have to teach them to be lazy they kind of that comes fairly naturally I don't wanna that's that's kind of a natural reaction uh, I have to teach them to be to be virtuous, to be hard-working. When they come to the wonderful age of two, I don't have to teach them the word no. It's their favourite word. And they use it even when they mean yes. I, I saw this with my own niece. It was so funny. Oh, sit down on the table. No, but your dinner's here. No, are you hungry? No, do you want ice cream? And she had to. She had to, to be consistent. She had to say... Oh, and then burst into, then burst into tears because the answer was yes and she knew it was yes but she, she couldn't she couldn't break the line you know what I mean so she had to say no and burst into tears very very funny oh lads I love being an uncle because you get to go she's crying mom um, so, yeah so so uh, it's like it's as if it's as if we're born kind of on the side of a hill right it's as if we're born on the side of the hill and and down in the valley is that's, that, that's vice, and vice is easy, because <laughs> all you have to do is just go, and allow yourself to be kind of dragged the way gravity is going to drag you, and you end up in the valley, there you are, Valley of Tears. Uh, I remember actually I visited a, a sister in, in my own community, I visited her family, and they live in Austria, in, in Tyrol, and their house is at 1,200 metres, so our highest mountain in Ireland is 3,414 3, 3, 3, feet which is about a thousand metres. So her valley starts at thousand two hundred metres and goes from there up. But it's just hilarious to play soccer out in the lawn, because I mean, talk about like a wind advantage or, or like a you know sun advantage. If you have a hill advantage, it's class. You just kind of stand at the top of the hill and go, dunk, 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 and off it goes like for two miles, you know. Whereas playing uphill, it's just absolutely ridiculous. There's an, there's an, there was an ad about that recently, wasn't there? Some fu- football playing football in Switzerland or something. Anyway, um, okay, that kind of idea though, that that the vice thing is, easy. I, remember, I remember Ginny, when I was a kid, I was, in, I was in primary school and we were doing this art thing called, I don't know what it was called, uh, you got uh, put a line of paint on your page and then you got a straw and you had to kind of you know, blow the paint in whatever direction you wanted. So it kind of blew and blue and blue. and I saw the girl beside me, so I just caught my straw, put it on its side and went, <laughs> just painted the whole page whatever the colour was, was green. I thought it was hilarious. No one had to teach me how to be mean. I just, I learned that one myself, like, that's... But, 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 she cried. I said my straw fell. Uh, But, like, no one has to teach us these things. No one has to teach us to be lazy or to be selfish or to give in to temptations. Like, no one, like, this is just natural and normal for us. And yet absolutely not what we're called to because that kind of that, that tendency just to kind of give in uh, to whatever passion desire temptation is there is that not what animals do is that not what the animal kingdom does you know I'm hungry so I eat I'm tired so I sleep and all those other things which we won't go into but you get the point uh, they're just instinct and reaction instinct and reaction there's no moral deliberation there is no kind of am I aiming for the highest good here there may be multiple goods presented to me here what is the highest good that I should be aiming for animals don't think that way they see desire satisfaction desire satisfaction that's it and and isn't it strange how the more and more developed we become the more that becomes elevated as, as a goal you know live your life according to this if you f- have a desire if you have a passion <coughs> fulfill it and that will make you happy And it's just one great big lie. In today's reading from the prophet Isaiah, it's it's, it's, it's so simple and so beautiful. I, the Lord your God, teach you what is good for you. I lead you in the way you must go. If you had only been alert to my commandments, your happiness would have been like a river. Okay, this is completely contrary to what we hear in the world today. If you had been alert to my commandments, if you had been obedient, if you had done what I told you, your happiness would be like a river. Like, the world would say, but it's rules and it's regulation and it's, it's the church that actually gets in the way of our happiness. Okay, the more we get rid of rules and regulation and organized religion, the happier we are because then we're, our shackles are broken. We are free. We can dance in the streets. Uh-huh. And when the dance is over, what do you do then? What do you do then? How do you live your life then? How do, what, what kind of criteria do we have to, to to measure if our actions are good, bad, or indifferent? What's the standard? Because if the standard is just whatever I feel, well, generally whatever I feel will be kind of the easiest thing, the most pleasurable thing, the path of least resistance. That's that's the easiest way to go. But that's a downhill road into the valley of darkness. And that's so often then where, where we find ourselves. and wonder how on earth we got here. I did everything I wanted to. Why am I so sad? I did everything that the world, the world promised me would make me happy. Why am I miserable? I, 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 did, I, 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 I did what I was told would bring me happiness. Why do I feel so empty? So alone? And why does it seem like my whole world around me is just, it's all plastic and fake and Botoxed and airbrushed, and there's nothing real about my life at all. And the life that I live on on social media isn't really me. It's what I project, what people I want to see of myself, but what I want people to see of me. But it's not me, because I can't put the morning hair me, the hungry me, the unshaven, well, the uh, the rough looking me on, on 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 Facebook. I wouldn't. I can't. I wouldn't. But so what I have up there, it's not it's not the real me at all. So. Why do I feel so empty? But we have a, a generation, maybe, maybe going on two generations of people now who just, if 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 you sit them down, and can have a serious conversation about how things are really going. They'll often kind of be asking themselves those questions. I just, I did everything I was supposed to, but the marriage is after breaking up, and I see the kids every now and again, and I have this new girl or new husband or new partner, and yeah, it's it's grand, it's good, yeah, it's, uh, and everything is just everything is a mess. Everything's a mess. And the Lord gives us this promise. It's, 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 it's a promise of his guidance. It's a promise of his fatherhood. I teach you what is good for you. Because on your own, you mightn't actually know what's good for you. Just like parents and children. My mom, for the best part of 20 years, and actually, no, best part of 42 years now, is still trying to convince me that broccoli is good for me. I, I seriously disagree. Um, nothing that tastes like that could possibly be good for you. Um... But like as, as, you know, parents are, you know, if, if a child could choose, if a child could choose, what do you want to eat? And I've seen this in families before. What do you want to eat? A uh, bag of crisps and a can of Coke. And if the parents say yes to that on a regular basis, what happens to the child? Multiple things. Uh, so for any of you interested in dentistry, right? The teeth will go a dark shade of black, <laughs> right? Okay, loving the kind of fall out. It's kind of going to happen anyway, but they will fall out before they're supposed to. Children will tend to get a tad little bit, you know, more huggable than they kind of should should be for 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 that age. Um, And then another consequence of it is when you present them with good food, they don't want it. So when you like even like it's amazing, like you know, you give them like well, maybe kids aren't interested interested in steak, but even like freshly made chicken nuggets, not the frozen ones like freshly made chicken nuggets and you know and some spuds or some sweet potato oh my goodness sweet potato chips um I'm actually I'm getting hungry right now um they don't want it because I I prefer crisps and coke yeah but see like there's there's no nourishment in that whereas this is actually nourishing and good for you Mm. more or less you know so okay there's vegetables there's a leaf of lettuce fell on the plate as well okay uh, so, so this is good for you, but they don't want it anymore. So when we live a life, and this can also happen, this there I say it actually has happened within the church as well, if we're fed spiritual food of Coke and chips, then when, when the truth comes along, we actually don't want it anymore. We don't want the truth. We don't want to hear about you know, final judgment. We don't want to hear about responsibility for our actions. We don't hear, want to hear about the reality and the existence of sin and the need for God's mercy. We don't want to hear these things anymore because we've been fed Coke and chips For so long that, well, why can't you just tell us we're going to heaven? Everyone else has been telling us that. But it's not the truth. It's not the truth, that's why. So this is like the Lord says, I will teach you what is good for you. The implication there is because on your own you mightn't actually work it out. Our lives are pretty short. and I mean, when you're busy bringing up kids and working and keeping... People fed, and the house clean, and working in the office, and keeping the car serviced, and the grass cut, and the bins emptied, and the house painted, and the roof from leaking, and the new heating system, and visiting the cousins, and visiting the first cousins, and visiting the mother. And Sorry, Mom. <laughs> I will get you this weekend. Uh, and all these kind of things, all these things that are taken from your time, right? And then, like, there's supposed to be some time in there also to try and work out a moral code as to how to live your life. When so often you're just actually reacting to what's happening rather than kind of making a plan. You're just reacting to the next thing that comes your, comes your way. What if this moral code that you've invented is actually wrong? Because you don't have to sit, time to sit down and study. By what criteria do I live my life? It's just kind of, as I said, it's, it's kind of a reflex. We kind of pick it up from, from society or from our culture. But we don't necessarily sit down and work it out. That's, that's why what the church teaches then is so important because it gives us this... Criteria; these structures to work out, what's right and wrong. It gives us a, a teaching, it gives us clarity, it gives us something kind of solid to, to, to lean on. If God says it, it is true. Therefore, if God says it, do it. If God says don't do it, then don't. Voila! I don't have to work it all out for myself because I wouldn't have time, nor the intelligence. So I can, I can benefit from the, the the teaching of the Lord and then how saints uh, over the centuries have kind of teased this out as to how it applies to real life situations. So I have all that to. To, to draw from then, when when I have to work out how to live my life, well, I now have something to go on. I now have ex- experience of generations of holy men and women to draw from. This is this is a good thing. This is a good thing. This is, it's a very. I mean, pardon the simplicity of the of the, the analogy, but if you compare it to food, and to try, you're trying to sit down and work out a good diet for you or for your kids, I mean, you've been told by other people that boiled potatoes are healthy, deep fried potatoes not so much. That um, steamed vegetables are good for you, um, no vegetables are bad well it's bad if you don't have vegetables okay you know you you um, the water right people drink bottled water because it's so much healthier than tap water um, <laughs> and what are, you know so but we learned we, we did, i didn't have to work all this out for myself i was I was taught it I, I was told it uh, did there Posters and all sorts of campaigns out there for healthy eating in schools as well. It was this Juicy Jerry or what was it? Huh? Food dudes. Cool Fruit dudes. Food, dudes. Food Dudes, and they were liquidised vegetables, were they? In a can or in a squeezy thing? Okay, so you see what I mean? Ca- campaigns in schools to teach people how to eat healthy. Okay, so that, that's how they we kind of pick it up that's i know what it doesn't necessarily mean i do it but i do know what healthy eating is okay the same kind of idea with, with the church's teaching i don't have to work all this out for myself it's 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 given to me now i might know i still mightn't choose to do what the right thing is but at least i know what the right thing is and this is this is how god works i the Lord your god teach you what is good for you i lead you in the way you must go that's imp- that's an imperative right there that's not an option if we don't go the way God wants well then we're down in the valley and that's not good because it's a long way out if you had only been alert to my commandments your happiness would have been like a river your integrity like the waves of the sea now that's just I think what we, just, we went by end on this idea that what the Lord wants for us ultimately brings us to a place of happiness we scale the mountain and it's not an easy climb but when you get to the top when you get, If you've ever done any, any serious hiking, when you get to the top of a mountain and you see the view over both sides and you're looking into different countries or different counties, depending on where you're hiking, you actually forget that 10 minutes beforehand you were wondering if you'd even make it to the top. You actually forget that 10 minutes beforehand you were like, go on without me. Do you, know, you actually forget that. Once you get to the top, right, you might be a little behind the lads, but once you get to the top, you go, king of the world I am. Look at this. Yeah. Do you know, so you actually forget how hard it was So I think it's the same in this moral battle. Like when we get to the the, the top of that mountain, God willing, when we get to heaven, like it won't really matter. We won't be panting ourselves in the back for all the battles that we won down here. It won't really matter. We're in heaven. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. And, And the battle, it may have been hard. Yes, but get over yourself. You know, we got to where we were supposed to go. So we ask the Lord today to guide each one of us to teach us what is good for us, to lead us in the way that we must go, so that our happiness may be like a river. Amen.